You are now tuned in to Believe. Do you believe? Thank you for joining some untapped keg. I am one of your hosts, RJ Zimmerman, here with our special guest, the big fella, Monte Ball. I'm a guest. I am the special guest today, but uh, <clears throat> all is well on my end. Um, I'm actually excited to get into the conversation today, but uh, yeah, RJ, I'll let you kind of share what uh, the unfortunate news this morning, man. Yeah, for, first off, morning, Nick, great to see you there. Um, yeah, so we were supposed to have a guest from the UK and a little bit of a time difference and just a little bit of miscommunication. So, uh, maybe she'll pop in a little bit later in the show, but she's not ready to go this morning. So we wanted to be on time. So we popped over. So if we need to, uh, we will add her in here and, um, have a little chat with her about her recovery. Uh, she kind of went viral on Twitter a little bit with a picture that she shared. And I hit her up. She's super positive, uh, just really just starting out her you know sobriety journey and is really big into the recovery community and mm-hmm. kind of opening doors, honestly, for us, like into some of the pages that we didn't know were there on Twitter that uh, it's been really awesome. So... Uh, it's been great kind of, you know, tweeting at people and getting these messages back about their milestones and people celebrating on Twitter, which is something that we highly promote. We want, like, celebrate yourselves. You deserve it. It's uh, the, the past year has not been easy. Mm. It's not a time to be overly proud uh, it's, it's something to celebrate no matter what it is, uh, day, week, month, you know, year, whatever it is. Uh, there's no gatekeeping here, no matter what you're here for, whatever you're listening for. We love it. We love it. We want to, we want people to be healthy. You don't have to be sober, you know, um, just being positive, uh, being someone there willing to, uh, share, in the positivity and make the world a better place. One person at a time. That's what, that's what we're all about. So. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And, and yeah, it's unfortunate that we weren't able to, um, <clears throat> you know, like you said, some, some wires got tangled with the, the communication um, with her, but still we, we hope that she still hops on or if not, we'll, we'll get her on our, our uh, next episode. But um, you guys hear from here from, uh, you know, from all of us here in Untapped Gig, we most definitely are going to start rolling out some um, some guests now. We're going to have guests, uh, you know, possibly some mayors um, who I'm in contact with here um, in the state of Wisconsin uh, to to obviously some athletes who are in recovery as well. I got a, I got a list of athletes as well who I'm going to reach out to to um, you know people in corporate America who. Have just started the recovery journey and who's looking for some support. We most definitely are going to bring them on here as well too. So we're really going to start pushing for that and getting some um, 
getting some other voices here on the podcast on the episode just to get some more insight as to how alcohol and or drugs are impacting others, how they've overcame that uh, and what they're doing, continuously doing day in and day out to stay on their recovery journey because it most definitely is one heck of a journey. But with that said, man. Morning, Lion. I, well, before, before you transition, that was a really good transition, yeah, yeah. but yeah. I think that uh, one one other guest spot that we want to throw out there as well would be f- you in the community, right? Uh, you're along with us. You have been with us, however long you've been with us, and uh, you know if you would like to be a guest and talk about uh, your recovery journey, your, your sobriety, whatever you want to talk about, I mean, really, we're super casual if you don't want to talk about your rock bottom, you don't want to talk about some of the issues that led you there, that's fine. If you just want to talk about how it's been since you've been in recovery, that is fantastic because a lot of people, um, they think, be- and part of it is because of TV shows and movies, uh, but they think that as soon as you know you get over that, that hump, over that initial craving, that it gets easier. But that's not always the case. I mean, it's not every day that you struggle. But there are days, there are times, there are situations where it's always going to be a craving. And uh, I know that, like, uh, you know, going on the storm trouble this summer and this fall and sitting after really long, you know, a couple weeks of work and you're hanging out with the guys and it's like, it would be amazing to have a beer right now. Like, it would feel so good. Um, like, that Mountain Dew just ain't hitting quite right, you know? And you know that that... <laughs> You know that that bush light that's gonna that might hit the spot. The only problem is that one bush light's gonna end up being, you know, twenty four to thirty. You ain't gonna remember the night, and you definitely ain't working waking up for work in the morning. So, mm. absolutely, yeah. It's uh, well, as as we always say, it's a journey. And and a little bit about the conversation that I wanted to talk about today is so I had a I had a lovely conversation with um, West Virginia State University on Friday. Um, I was a keynote speaker at um their health expo event humble brag and um <laughs> right right but uh i'm i'm so I'm, I'm so excited about that just because it's my first uh hbcu school um and so you know a lot of the message that i that i was you know providing for them is is obviously my journey my message um you know how i overcame my struggles but most importantly like the message that i was giving them was you know, they they probably anticipated for me to speak about football, um, speak about running at Wisconsin, running with the Broncos, et cetera. But I really that's only about five percent. That was only about five percent of my message. My message to everybody, just like it was to them, is you know, it all just revolves around the word recovery. Recovery, recovering from what? Recovering from a drug, recovering from um any sort of abuse, recovering from losing a job, recovering from the loss of a family member, recovering from, I mean, you get the picture, you get where I'm going with this. So the, the thought of recovery is not when people think about it, it's not just recovering from a substance. Recovery is how are you overcoming a significant adverse situation, adverse situation in your life um, that essentially is affecting you every single day. How are you overcoming that? What are you doing to overcome that? And so my message to them and my message to everybody here as well is, and obviously I'm going to condense it here, but it's you have to make 
you have to make the decision. You have to make the decision. You have to make the decision to either want to do better for yourself or, and I don't want this to sound mundane or, or not necessarily mundane, but just morbid in a sense, either do better for yourself to, to live a greater life or, you know, wither away. Let the thing that's really causing you a significant amount of stress continuously eat away at you. And again, it's not an overnight thing. I'm not expecting for someone to just hop out of bed the next morning and say, yeah, he's right. You know what I mean? Light switch. I'm mm-hmm. ready to go with change my life around. But at the end of the day, it all comes down to you making that decision, period. That's just what it is. Do you want to recover? Do you want to recover? You can read the pamphlets. You can read the education. You can go to AA, do all that you want to do. But in, at your core, at your core, in your heart, do you want to recover? So you have to make the decision. Uh, and that is really what my message was to these athletes who I was speaking about, because life is not just about a sport. That sport can be a part of your life and get you to places that you never thought that you would get to in your life, but that is not your life. My talk, my conversation is about how are we bettering ourselves in life? The head coach for the football team was in attendance and I had a lovely conversation with him in front of everybody. I said, I hope that coaches around the country start to really understand that their teachers, you guys are not just coaching them how to dribble a basketball or how to hit the ball or how to catch the ball or how to run with the football or what have you. You're teaching young men and women how to be fathers, how to be husbands, how to be wives, how to be mothers, how to be just a wholesome individual who whatever it is that they're going to learn in their sport, essentially that's what they're going to be doing at home as well too. teach them the ins and outs of being a good person, having increasing their emotional intelligence, which yeah, it's not a light switch, but just bring that conversation up just so that people can just grow. And that's just what that's just really what it's all about. That's what life is all about. We all are sitting here yearning and searching for solutions. That's just the plight of our existence. We want to learn. We want to figure things out. We want a better next year. We want a better tomorrow. Well, I just I just challenge everybody to make the decision. Period. Absolutely. I mean, you know, that's a really good point that um a lot of the time it's all about the W um even at the high school level, even at the grade school level. And you're not teaching people how to uh, honestly deal with your negative emotions from a loss or use it to make yourself better or, um, you know, win with grace. You're not necessarily teaching that either. Like uh, I think that's lost on on a lot of coaches, just the impact that you have in um, children not just children's young people's lives. Like you're teaching them how to make their society better. Like whether you want to or not, that's a job that you signed up for. So uh, I'm glad you had that conversation and you brought that up because that's, that's something that's not brought up a lot and it needs to be, it needs to be addressed at certain college campuses. And we know which ones I'm talking about for sure. Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. Uh, 100%. Yeah. That sounds like, an amazing speech. I mean, <clears throat> I think that that's something that pretty much everybody can relate to is everybody has this uh, weight on them. It's whether 
what that weight is and whether you can let it go and start to get away from it a little bit more at a time. Um, it's almost like a rubber band where it keeps pulling you back to the same spot and you get a couple steps further and further and it'll pull you back. But eventually you're going to get there. You're going to get to, uh, to the point where that's going <laughs> to, it's, it's going to break and you're going to go, uh, you're going to be able to step away from it even more. You're going to go a week and you haven't thought about it once, whatever that is. And that doesn't mean you don't care. That doesn't mean that, uh, it still isn't there just kind of waiting for you. Um, it doesn't mean that it, it doesn't mean that you're heartless or, you know, your love is less. It's just, that's what we have to do as people. We have to oh, yeah. move a little bit. You do. And that's, that, that's, that was the message. The message is a lot of our confusion, a lot of our stress comes from the inability to make a decision. It comes from your indecisiveness. Mm-hmm. It comes from your worrisome of what people are going to think about you. If you make a decision that's that's ultimately better for yourself, that being, for example, you decided not to use a substance anymore. Well, what are your friends going to think now? Are they going to text you now? Are they going to call me now? Do they want to hang out with me now? A lot of the stress and confusion comes from you being indecisive. And that's just really what it boils down to. So the conversation here is whatever that weight is that that's weighing you down whatever is causing that maybe having problems with a loved one um a coach teacher whatever that may be we're all job co-worker Mm -hmm. anything it all boils down to that stress obviously the initial stress is coming from you know cause and effect okay something happened that upset me but you continuously allowing for that to stress you out. That's just coming from the lack of you know, the inability to make a decision. You know, if that coworker is really stressing you out, talk to him. Talk to him. If you're if your boss is stressing you out, if your boss is not listening to you, if your boss is not hearing what you want to say, if your boss it seems like your boss is not really caring about you know you as a human being, and and you can't just just be treating me like I'm expendable. Have a conversation with them. Talk to them. Pull them to the side and have a conversation. That's you making a decision. If a loved one, same with a loved one, talk to them. Make the decision. And obviously, if you are sub for suffering with a substance use disorder, you have to make the decision to go seek help, go seek treatment. You have to. I mean, you literally have to. Or, or you or you will not you will not have a fighting chance against that addiction and so i just challenge people to really focus on whatever affliction you're dealing with i challenge you to make a decision you have to life is too short so you have to make that decision Um, and that's what we that's what we stress here at untapped gig that's what rj did that's what i did and that's what we hope that everyone listening in does too you know it's your life just cliche as it sounds, but just grab that son of a gun, buy it, the bull of its horns, or whatever the heck they say, 
<laughs> grab it by the, the horn of the bull or whatever. Just just grab take the, control of it. Grab the bull by the horns. Yeah. Because the bull has horns. Bull. The horns doesn't have bull. Take, you know, right? Just take control. <laughs> I mean, you have both hands on the steering wheel. You have, you're in full control, even if you need someone in the passenger seat with the GPS to help you navigate. But at the end of the day, you're in control. And when it comes to those stresses and grabbing it, like people can't do that for you. They can't take your hand and put it on. You have to do it. Like it's the most selfless, selfless, selfish decision that you will make. And it's not something like that we take lightly. We definitely do not. Like, uh, you know, it took me quite a few years to finally pull the trigger, make it happen. Um, I did have people in the vehicle with me when I grabbed that wheel, but I grabbed the wheel myself. It wasn't them telling me I had to or grabbing my hand and putting it on the wheel or, um, you know, just like I was, I was really happy. I had some people there to kind of cheer me on, but I had to do the heavy lifting on my own. And that's, that's the thing about anything, any heavy motion, any chains or rubber bands we have to get you know shed and get off and make things better um for ourselves which then makes it better for everybody around us uh it's like that holistic approach that we talked about you know physically it's good for you but then mentally eventually it really is uh it's clearing i mean you know being able to decipher emotions instead of hide them being able to explain to my children like it it is you got to take that frustration that you feel and the anger because you have daddy's temper, and you have to try to use it for something good and not just smashing toys and uh, punching brother and stuff like that. Like you know, we got to take it. And we're just gonna do it again. We're gonna do it harder. We're gonna do it with our muscles clenched a little bit and our teeth clenched, but we're well, not gonna hit brother. In their defense, they're super young. Well, yeah, uh, right, right, five, right. Five, five years ago. I was a grown adult and uh, failed to regulate my emotions right. during an argument that obviously accelerated to a point where I sat in a jail cell. Um, so the example there is that us adults are still struggle with. Oh, with for sure. Regulate our emotions. <laughs> but like if I was still drinking and hiding that, I would just be like, ah, uh, you know, that Whatever True. you're, that's fine. It is what it is. Like you know, you got daddy's temper. We're gonna have to figure that out at some point. But, Very true. um, you know, being trying to work through my own frustrations and my own uh, emotions, I can kind of explain to him now what he's got going on, and that's gonna help him later on. That's yep. something that I didn't have, and that I'm not blaming anybody for it. Right? It's just something that I didn't have as a kid, and I want to give to my kids. Um, and that's, that's not to say that the old school way or I had any issues growing up cause I didn't, but, uh, it's just to say that I'm RJ, I'm going to parent a little different. I'm going to see things that maybe would have been useful and I'm going to be kind of give that to my children. All right. I mean, again, it's just what, essentially what we're speaking on is just having that awareness. You're just yeah. having that awareness. You're just taking note of certain situations as opposed to just letting them go by and sweeping them under the rug. That's what a substance will allow for you to do. Um, cloud your judgment. 
it will put you at a state of mind to where no matter what action you display, no matter what action or emotion you give off, that substance is going to make you feel as if it's not that big of a deal. Nah, it's not that big of a deal. I was under the influence, so it's okay. I was under the influence, so everybody understands. I was under the influence just like everybody else, so hmm, maybe they don't even remember. I had those. <laughs> Absolutely. So that's just what the substance does. That's how it plays tricks on your mind. I mean, that's why it's such a powerful force that to, you know, which is why we started Untapped Gig, which is because we thought about last year, like imagine someone who just started their journey last year. How are they doing it? How are they doing it right now? When you go on this recovery journey, you're taught, you know, you have to build a community around you. So my goodness, Someone starting their recovery journey in 2020 at a time where we are all forced, excuse me, we're all forced to isolate. Kudos, kudos to whoever did it, even if you had minor setbacks. Still, I always like to think about it this way. I almost hate saying the word setback in a sense because it has such a negative connotation to it. But for lack of a better word right now, I'm just going to use setback so you guys understand where I'm coming from. When I think about the setbacks that people can can potentially have on the recovery journey try to view it as you know you're on this upward trajectory right we all want to go up keep going up keep going up keep going up don't necessarily view a setback as you plummeting um no longer having that spike um in that upward trajectory it now going towards the you know going south now i kind of like to view it as it just plateauing for a bit just plateau yeah you're going in the upward trajectory you have some sort of minor setback you just plateaued you didn't necessarily take a step back. You just plateaued. You got to just figure out why you plateaued, why you are on that now trajectory and try to get back on the upward one. So people need to realize that mistakes are supposed to happen. It's life. I truly believe, yeah, one of life's greatest lessons is failing. If you succeeded at every single thing that you did, yeah, it sounds like one wonderful dream, one wonderful life. But if you're not really being challenged, you're not really learning, you're not really doing any sort of self-reflection because you don't have to if everything is going in your way, in your favor. So failing allows for you to hit that reset button. And in that moment, stimulus and a response it happened. Now you have that opportunity to respond. How are you going to respond to failing? And that's where you experience the most of your growth. Because if you failed at something, that is an uncomfortable feeling. And in that uncomfortable feeling is where we experience our growth. Being comfortable all the time, you experience no growth. So I just want for people to know that, you know, stop kicking yourselves in the butt. Stop, you know, you know, just really talking negatively to yourself about a situation or dwelling on a, you know, a past mistake because you have the opportunity to grow. You have the opportunity to learn. So I challenge you to do so. Ooh, we got sober lady coming in, huh? Oh yeah. Can can, nice. can you hear us? Uh, the bottom left-hand corner, there's a camera, a video button. So if you click that, you'll turn your camera on. Let 
me see. I should be able to. Oh, that's. Well, everyone's going to see how the sausage is made here. Ah, nice. <laughs> but um, obviously to our only our audio listeners right now, we are, our guest is actually hopping in right now at the moment. So we're getting things set up right now. Um, again, she's, uh, she's across the great pond, the great big pond. So we got a bit of a time difference. So we are just um, being respectful over time and making sure that we get her nice and set up here and, and get going. Oh, there she is. Hi. Can you hear us? Um, let's see here. So, hi. Hmm. Dan the man, how you doing? Hmm. I'm gonna, yeah, I'm going to stream later today. Try to figure out what I'm going to stream now. The other conversation we wanted to get into is hobbies. Like it was, we always talk about hobbies. Got to talk about hobbies. I mean, when you when you decide you're going to make a change, like you you have a lot of time. You have a lot of time, right? Like a lot of time. How are you doing? All right, can can you guys hear me? Yep. Yep. We can hear. You. Can you hear me? Yeah, we can hear you. Yep. Yay! You can hear me. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I got for that. Sorry, sorry, I'm late. <laughs> That's all right. Okay. It's most definitely okay. We we appreciate you hopping on. I mean, it's it's. My goodness, this is awesome. Thanks for being here. Guys, how's, how are you guys doing? We're good. We're good. How are you? Did, were you oh. able to figure out Discord? I know sometimes it can be a little confusing. Yep. Not bad. Perfect. I'm in. You can see me. You yep. can hear me. Hopefully, yep. that's good enough. I have three Labradors around me, so they might start barking. So I apologize. <laughs> I got two kids running around, so every once in a while, you might see them run in the back. <laughs> you see me push their head out of the frame. <laughs> Perfect. This is awesome. That's cool. So I, I'm RJ. Nice to meet. I'm Monte. Nice to meet you. Hey, uh, and I'm Saber Lady or Nikki. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> so, Nikki, uh, being you know in the UK, you went viral with your tweet uh, about being seven months sober, and we've been doing this podcast about our sobriety and recovery journey, and you know, obviously, we call it a journey because it's not like it's ever over. You're constantly on it. And I saw that, and it was awesome. Like, I really appreciated it. I really appreciated your vulnerability, so I reached out, and you graciously accepted to come on uh, the show with us. So 
you got to go on the radio on BBC Five. How? What was that like? Was that an experience? I'd never done anything like that before. Um, the first time I'd spoken on anything like this was on Zoom for AA meetings and anything like that. And it is a weird experience. So to go live on the BBC, that was a bit mind-blowing, really. So, And also, I didn't want to say anything that would offend people. Um, so having that in my mind, to think about what I was saying... As well, that that was a bit stressful, but uh, I think I did okay. I think I did okay. <laughs> well, I'm glad you sent me the link because I caught it live, and you did great. Like like I said, you covered a lot of ground in there too, and it was it was really heartwarming for me because uh, you echoed a lot of the same sentiments that we echo here. So uh, you know, Mons Mons has been sober for five years, and um, did you do a couple AA meetings, Mons? I did, yeah. Thank you, thank you, Nikki. But yeah, I did. I most definitely did. And uh, the thing is, the the beauty about, as we all know now, the recovery journey is there are a million ways uphill. You know, there's no yeah cookie cutter path for somebody in order to get to their recovery journey or or what have you. So for me, I say that because I've only been in a few AA meetings. Um, for me. What really, really helped me out was therapy sessions, one-on-one therapy, just one-on-one diving deep um, with with my therapist really got me to the point to where I'm at today. So my question um, for you, um, sober lady, Nikki, is, um, you know, what was the one thing or maybe a few things that really, really, really helped you to get to where you're at today? You know, what, what is something that you really leaned on? That being either AA or therapy or, or both or a good friend, etc. I really want to know that. Really, honestly, Twitter. <laughs> 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 that really for me because it was there twenty four seven. Always people who understood. People didn't judge. I could mm-hmm. be honest. <laughs> I could be completely honest the whole time. Um, and, you know, if I was around, say, my husband, if he was drinking, I could just go on Twitter and then I could be in a room full of people who were sober or trying to be sober. I had people who had been in all different types of therapy from AA to SMART to the Buddhist Dharma recovery. Everyone had something. They had some experience that I could take from um, also people with years and years of sobriety who has so much wisdom as well. That really, really helped me. People that were one day sober because it reminded me exactly how I felt on that one day. So for me, Twitter covered so many things that, and it was always there. Um, and I, I definitely wanted to, to cover myself in recovery the whole time completely immerse myself in it so that was there for me another thing were the the books the aa books and all the books to do with recovery with sobriety because again it was something i could immerse myself in i could completely hide myself in reading the books and forget about everything else so i think the reading and twitter 
they both really, really helped me. Obviously, AA meetings, but I don't think it's because they were specifically AA. I think any meeting would have been helpful. Um, I cried my way through the first month, I think, of meetings because of the shame, the guilt, the the embarrassment, the just everything. It was just, but, you know, people didn't, again, same as Twitter, people didn't judge me. Um, and we all know how embarrassing it is and the messes that we've got ourselves into. So, so yeah, I think for, number one for me is definitely Twitter, which is why I think I decided to put my picture on Paul that, you know, this is how bad I looked and this is how bad maybe you're looking and you can't quite see it. I'm so glad you mentioned that because that was the next thing I was going to share is that uh, when I saw that photo, well, the two photos that you posted and there's a, there it is that you can most definitely tell the difference. And I commend you for that. That is amazing. And truly, uh, I truly hope you feel so good about yourself because essentially what you're getting at here, what you just stated is, you know, you were just like, you know what, I'm going to do this for myself. You know what I mean? I'm going to do this for myself. I don't, doesn't matter, you know, if my husband's drinking or doing what he wants to do or anybody else, I'm going to lock into my community here and really lean on people, really dive deep into figuring out how I'm going to better my life. And that's just a lot about what we talk about here about creating a community for people in recovery, because that is very, very important. So I most definitely commend you for that. That is awesome. <laughs> Thank you. I think definitely you have to immerse yourself in it. You have to delve into it because when you think about how much I was drinking and my whole life revolved around drinking, where I was going to get my next drink, whether I had it in my hand, everything, where I was, was I going to get somewhere with alcohol? Was I going to get home to alcohol? When to the shop shop? When you, Everything is revolved around alcohol and you don't realise it when you are that far in. So to make sure your sobriety, your recovery is 100%, that's a small price to pay. And I think it's something that you have to do. With the photograph, I am denied for a few weeks <laughs> because... And like I said, I'm not the youngest there is. I'm not the prettiest. I've got wonky face, wonky teeth. Um, I don't like looking at myself. But I just thought, you know, you can see the difference. And if I put that out there, one, not many people will see it because it will just be the recovery community. That's why I thought <laughs> the recovery posse. Um and it just might give someone a, oh, you know, look at the state of you. You look really, really bad. I think I should give up as well. But obviously it went a, bit, a little bit viral and uh, it went a bit further than I expected it to. But, hey, I've had hundreds of DMs from people, you know, who want to stop drinking, who recognise themselves. And that was my whole deal. If I help one person or one person can come and say to me, I think I might be alcoholic and I don't know who to talk to and I can signpost them in the right way, then I've done something. I mean, it's, it's crazy, crazy the amount of people that have come to me and they need help. That's, that's uh, amazing. That's the, that's the reason that we started this podcast, actually. Um, wow. I, so I listened to a podcast with Chris Hardwick, who uh, he hosts a lot of different stuff, but uh, – that was where I caught him. He's called the Nerdist, and he he had been sober for like fifteen years. And hearing his stories, 
about when he went sober. And that's not what his podcast was about, but like it helped me a lot uh, when I first made the decision that I was going to go sober. And uh, that's why I wanted to put this out there for people. Because even if you help just one person, it makes all this time worth it. It makes all the effort worth it. And seeing how active you are with this, uh, the recovery community on Twitter, it really, really inspired um, both of us in you know trying to reach out more than maybe what we have been doing because we've kind of been waiting for people to come find us, but maybe we need to go find some other people. And, uh, you know, it's just, it's awesome to see. So I'm glad to hear about like how you're filling your time because when you, when you go sober, when you decide you're going to go recovery, no matter what it was, you're putting a lot of time and energy into that. So now all of a sudden you have a lot of time, you have a lot more energy. I mean, it is, it takes a lot of energy to be on the journey. So at first you don't have the energy. It takes a little bit to get up to it. Um, but another thing that you mentioned on your uh, radio interview that we have been talking a lot on here is your emotions. Mm. What you've been using your substance to cover up. Uh, your emotions start to come back a little bit and you have to deal with them. And we've been talking about emotional intelligence. <laughs> and in a, you know in America... And especially in Wisconsin, which is where we are, uh, the drinking, the culture is high. Like, you know, we're the drunkest state in the United States and it's not close. And, uh, wow. <laughs> yeah. So we have a lot of toxic masculinity around that. So we've been taught from a young age to kind of bury our emotions and move past it and be stoic. But you talked about dealing with your emotions you were trying to hide. How has that been? And what have you kind of used to uh, to help yourself along with that? Because I think that is one of the tougher things when you start to go into recovery. That's a huge question to answer, Faye. Um, for one, on the male side, because I have worked in the past in mental health, and for men to talk about their feelings is a huge thing. Um, I think only now men are starting to talk more and more and feel like they can talk. But, yeah, you've got that whole of those generations that it was like, you know, toughen up and be a man and this is what men do. And you can't, and that's hard. If you are suffering from depression, um, it's, whoa, that is, that's tough. And then you've got, like, in England, say, the rugby and the football culture, that's very much drinking with the lads. And if you're the one lad that does not want to drink and all your mates are ribbing you, taking the mick, that's that's hard. At least with women, you know, women won't really... They'll, they'll have a laugh, but they won't really go there. They're not, they're not going to sort of force a vodka down your throat <laughs> like a bloke will. But... Yeah, so for you guys, that's that's huge. For, for me, the emotional side, I have a past history which I've posted about of anorexia, bulimia, um, drug use as well. So there was a lot of coping mechanisms that I used in my past to blank out. I think probably from the age of about 11, I was using something or doing something to block out um, memories and things that have happened so yeah to to have everything stop to quit the alcohol and then to have all these 
thoughts and feelings coming in at the age of 49, that's a big old time, a big old gap where I've suppressed and used things to numb. However, at first it was hard. It's weird, you know, it's very strange. Um, now, seven months in, I realised the alcohol, I'm not talking about all the other stuff, but the alcohol specifically, that made things worse. It made my memories worse. The amount of times I would end up drunk in the bathroom, cutting myself because I was drunk, I was upset, I was overly emotional, I was not seeing things straight. Um, I still have a mirror upstairs in the bathroom that I keep that's got that's smashed and it's still on the wall because from vague memories, I don't think I hit it, I think I headbutted it and I was really drunk and in a bad, dark place. Now, nothing's changed about my past. The only thing that's changed is the drinking. And for the last six, five, six months, I haven't cried. I haven't, well, seven months, I haven't self-harmed. Nothing like that. So, yes, I've had to learn how to deal with my emotions again. Mm. But through one, reading AA literature, talking to people, hearing other people's stories, hearing that they suffer and what they've gone through, you can kind of get an edge to it. And, yeah, it is horrific having flashbacks, anything like that. That is really, really hard. But for the first time in my life, I'm dealing with it. Oh, no. <clears throat> oh, Loser. We lost her for a little bit. Here she comes. Oh, that up. It's okay. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah, it's hard. it's hard to explain to someone because when you've suppressed everything and when you have 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 had sorry horrific things happen to you how are you going to deal with them without the alcohol how are you going to deal with the stress of family life without the alcohol when that's what you keep going to the stress and everything still happens but uh yeah it's a big one and i'm still early i'm still only seven months in so i've got that to deal with still i've got when lockdown stops in england going out i've not had to deal with that yet um so that's another thing that i've got to prepare myself for as a sober person um <clears throat> we have lots of uh, barbecues in our house that's a big big thing and there's always been loads of drink around it so what's going to happen in the summer you know <laughs> we're still going to have yeah. barbecues it's just me that i'm going to be the sober one so it's it's dealing with that, but then dealing with those types of things. The, bar the barbecues used to end up in big fights, big arguments, because of, I was trying oh. get better. Do we keep popping in and out? Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's okay. I mean, we still heard you there, too. And then, yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's so awesome to hear what exactly That's fine. Worry. what you just said, because that's what a lot about what we talk about here is people who just started their recovery journey. You have those thoughts of, okay, how are, how are my friends going to look at me now? Are they going to call me? Are they going to text me? Do they want to hang out with me now because I'm not going to drink or use? Um, so those are all thoughts that, that we all have to deal with. And the conversation here in Untap Gig is we tell people at the end of the day and pat on your back, uh, Nikki, sober lady for, for getting to that point. But, what we talk about is you just got to do it for yourself. It's what you deserve. It's what you deserve, period. 
and everybody else around you is going to reap the benefits of a sober you. Um, and so when you have the thoughts about, you know, what are they going to think? Am I going to be judged now because I don't want to use it? So at the end of the day, you made a decision for yourself. If somebody doesn't like you for that, maybe that's not somebody you need around you. Uh, literally what we talk about all the time. So that I'm so glad you shared. No, I mean, for myself, yeah, I mean, I was always, I'm always been the party girl. I've always been the loud party girl, you know, groups of people around her and having a good time and making everyone laugh. And it's, I'm still that person, even without the alcohol. And also what I found is a lot of my friends didn't realise I was actually an alcoholic. They just thought I was, oh, we thought you were a heavy drinking it, that's all. So when they all found out and I told them that, no, I'm really having issues with alcohol here, then it changes things because they see the party girl, they see the fun, they don't see the trauma and the drama and the upset and the guilt that at home it causes or if at work, if it's affecting your work or something. They don't see that. They just see the party person. And, yeah, there's, there's, there's a lot bigger picture. There's a lot more things. You know, it's your kids. I've got kids. I've got two 11-year-old twin girls. I don't want them to see a drunk mum. You know, it's not very party girl when they're, they're looking at a drunk mum. <laughs> it's not nice. <laughs> yeah, that is now now they get the benefits of mom being there and together the whole time, right? So that's awesome. That's fantastic. And um, you know, uh from experience, uh I actually with my now wife, my then girlfriend, yeah. when I first it was like the second week that uh, I told her I'm not going to drink anymore. We went to the Bahamas on vacation. And the wa- watching all those, like, uh, you know, mixed drinks, the fruity mixed drinks, even, you know, they t- taste so good. It's like I didn't have one while I was there. And it was a little easier with her. She asked me if, uh, oh, that's a nice, nice puppy there. <laughs> um, you know, she, she asked if it was okay if she could drink around me. And I said, yeah, like I'm making this decision for myself. But it was hard. It was hard watching her enjoy something that I know I couldn't. And then um, the first couple times I went with my friends, one of my friends didn't drink because he he was worried about it. And I told him, no, I need to get used to this. This is something that I chose for myself. You don't need to punish yourself for it. And uh, it took him probably four or five times that we went out and he finally started to have some drinks too, trying not to guilt me. So having friends like that, having – you know, my partner really helped me out. Uh, it does go a long way, and you learn who your real friends are, that's for sure. And it sounds like you have some good friends around you, too, who are uh, accepting and looking back and seeing. Because I, I was also a party guy. Like, I, it wasn't that I would drink all the time, but when I did, I drank it all. Like, uh, for the last three, four years that I drank, if I drank, I don't remember the night. You know, I, I blacked out. Absolutely. And uh, that's when I started to realize it was a problem. And I'd, I'd have like these mini sober periods where I'd go like a month without drinking. I'd go, you know, a few weeks because I knew that if I would start drinking, it was going to end up being a lot. And then my first two day hangover, I was supposed to do something with my girlfriend. Uh, it was my wife now. And 
I'm back in my hometown, and I'm so hungover, I did, couldn't get off the couch. I couldn't drink any water, couldn't couldn't drink anything. I was throwing up till 2 in the next morning. And it was like, that was when I was like, I can't do this to myself. I'm, I can't, I can't have a family and drink. So it's either I want a family or I'm going to keep drinking. And that's why I made this, the decision that I made. Um, so, so yeah. lady, I do have a question for you. Um, so what I've, I guess, I guess two questions. So what is your sober date? Of the seventh uh, last year. Okay. So I'm on the twenty sixth. Which month? That I will be a month sober. More. So yeah, twenty six. Twenty sixth of the seventh, two thousand. Mid lockdown. <laughs> right, and so then my next. Which question, is a heck of a time to start. Right. <laughs> yeah. My next question to you. So yeah. why? Why? That, yeah. <laughs> why that day? Why that day? What was different? What did you feel? You know, why is that the day? I was during that time. I think it was a couple of months before I'd been uh, something very bad happened. I got assaulted at work uh, quite badly. So I was off work um, and that experience just my drinking was bad anyway. I was heavy drinking, alcoholic, but that experience just pushed me to a different level. Um, And there were bottles everywhere, you know, and I was laying in the bath when it kind of hit me and I was in tears. I was drunk. There was bottles on either side of the bath, glasses everywhere from the night before. And I just thought, I'm going to kill myself. This is it. This, this. I'm an alcoholic, and I've just taken it to the next level. Even if there isn't a next level, I've just taken it there. And I was, my head was so messed up from the assault um, that I just knew that I hit rock bottom, and I knew that I had to stop. I'd stop or carry on. I, if I didn't stop, I would lose my house. I would lose my family. I would lose everything. So that that for me that that was it. It was just that this can't carry on. This really can't. And I think I not long before that, I that's when I'd head butted the mirror and I was full of bruises. I was full of cuts from some I didn't even know how I'd done. Um some I'd done from self-harming because when I was drunk and in a bad way. So I I had to make that decision and it was die or do. Mm, that's I'm. You just said it right there. Literally before you hopped on, we were sharing with our guests uh, about how you just have to make the decision. It's literally you're either going to, you know, push forward, face the challenges, face that challenge, and overcome it, or you're just going to continuously allow for it to chip away at you until you just start to wither away and for one no one no one can do it for you yeah no one can do it for you you have absolutely. to be 100 percent. this is it i cannot go on and ready for whatever comes 
you know it's it's that point of desperation it's that point of of you just you can't you cannot do this the realization that this this is it this is it and a rock bottom doesn't have to be something dramatic for someone it's just that point where you just think no no more i can't my body can't deal with it my mind can't deal with it my family my friends and yeah i think you have to hit that point because it is such a fight it is hard it's scary to stop so oh excuse the dog i'm sorry (laughs) you know you have to really want to stop because the cravings are hard Um, giving up something that you've relied on is so hard that you have to have that that memory of how bad it was i think i kept thinking about that how bad how bad it was and i did not want to be that person anymore i couldn't couldn't do it absolutely and i, I got a few more questions and i'm gonna let rj get get some out here but uh in for one i want to say thank you for sharing that i know that it's i, I can only imagine i can't even imagine how it would be sharing that part of this of, of your story um so that that's that's powerful words right there, and, and you you are you are awesome for that. And the next thing I want to ask you is, okay, so you shared with us why you got started. What have you gained? What what's a what's a beautiful thing that you have since you've stopped? <laughs> oh, so many things, so many things. Um, God, list them out. I can sleep. I actually sleep, but I sleep. Sleep properly. I sleep so wonderfully, and all through the night, and I wake up feeling fresh. I wake up not hungover. I wake up feeling alive. I walk into the bathroom. I can brush my teeth without vomiting. I can have a day where I know I'm not going to have to be around a toilet because I'm hurling all the time, and I just so that 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 in its it was always oh my kids were like mommy are you poorly again today and I don't have that there's none of that no I'm not poorly actually I'm completely fine and healthy (laughs) um driving your car when you know that you are 100% sober you're not even worrying am I over the limit dare I go out am I not that in itself you know is a huge thing I mean now I drive and I think yes police officers please pull me over because I I'm completely sober <laughs> and I'm fine. You know, it's being there for my children. I think the second day I quit, my one of my daughters come to me and it was about nine o'clock at night. By that time, I'd usually be athletic or passed out. Um, and she said, Mummy, come and look. Come and look at the back of the house. It's a beautiful sunset. And I went to the back of the house, watched this beautiful sunset with her and then went back to what I was doing. And I just thought, I've missed I that one moment, I just thought, wow, I've missed that with my daughter. And I just had that moment. And I think the same week, another daughter came up and she had a stomachache. And she said, Mummy, can I sit with you? I said, yeah, of course you can. And I just... Oh. oh. We lost her again. Yeah, she'll, she'll, be, she'll be back. I do the, the sobriety test. I put my finger yeah. on my forehead. <laughs> you obviously see I've never done that field test before. Z-Y-W-X. Put your finger on your or nose. Or ZYXWC. I can't even do it now. Right? I mean, you can't even do that sober. Say the alphabet backwards. Right. <laughs> <Wait>. like, <laughs> 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 but, 
I love, I love, but it's I not, love it's nice watching to be there, isn't it? Up. Yeah. <laughs> but it's just, it, it's just a, an argument. So I'm not arguing with everyone. I was arguing before, and I think, or I would be paranoid, completely paranoid about the tiniest little thing, or they're talking about me, or it's about me. And it's, do you know what? Not everything in the world's about us. It's not about you. It's the alcoholic mind tends to just take everything wrong. So calm. I've found calmness. I'm a calmer person now. And it's so nice. I'm not in chaos constantly. That's nice. Right that's there. that's really well put. You know, see, seeing your face light <laughs> up talking about what you've gained, that's just that's amazing. That's amazing. I love seeing that. So, thank you for sharing. Pretty cool. That's pretty cool. <laughs> um, yeah, I know. So, have you picked up any new hobbies? I mean, we talked about the time that you get now, and you talked about watching the sunset with your daughter. Um, I know for me, it was cooking. Uh, you mentioned that you like to cook, and you're cooking again on the radio interview. Is there anything, anything else that you've kind of picked up that you didn't do before? God, then <laughs> I've started a proper <laughs> veg pack. Wow, uh, and uh, that awesome. is my calm go-to. <laughs> That's fantastic. <laughs> what do you have? I do, I, I do like to cook. I do like to cook, but it's still quite hard. Oh gosh, um, everything. <clears throat> Peas, strawberries, apples, broccoli, everything. Pumpkins, the oh, wow. lot. You, yeah, just, you I, do have I a love lot it. back there. That's Absolutely fantastic. Love it. <laughs> um, I'm hoping, I'm a big horse rider as well. And because of all the weight that I put on my alcohol, I'm losing that now. So I'm hoping that I will be slim and light enough to go back to horse riding. So there's a goal. It's great to have goals, and there you go. That's awesome. That's fantastic. <laughs> Got it. Yeah, we always talk about how we, we have so much free time now. Like our Saturday nights, we stream. Um, new fun <laughs> your dog your dog's over there just putting some just exclamation points on our conversations today <laughs> <laughs> talking about some good stuff here so cooking um that's the thing about it is it's you, you you'll learn you get to learn so much about yourself you really really do um it's like you have more one-on-one time with yourself um, and that, that that's just the beauty about the journey absolutely um a hobby of mine is movies. I'm a huge, huge, huge Harry Potter fan. So, <laughs> huge. Ah. <laughs> have you been to? Have you visited England yet to go to the Harry Potter shops I and everything? Have, I haven't, but I, that's on my bucket list for sure. In a post-COVID my- world, maybe we'll be able to go visit family trip. <laughs> right. Um, I mean, I I really don't have any more questions, RJ. I mean, um, where where are you at in England, if you don't mind sharing? 
County, Nottinghamshire. Oh, okay. Yeah. I'm They're just around the corner from the big oak tree. <laughs> okay. I grew up a huge Chelsea fan. Huge Chelsea Chelsea fan. Love Premier League. Love it, love it, love it. Um, yeah, is there is there anything? Okay, yeah, that's no. <laughs> no idea. <laughs> Do uh, is there anything you'd like to ask us, or anything else you'd like to share? Um, I mean, I feel like we've touched on uh, you know some of the, the things that obviously you don't go sober because of positive reasons. Like there's. It's a little dark why you go sober, right? But then there's positive things to glean from it. And we, we definitely went there. And that's something that I really wanted to make sure we got there. And I, I really I appreciate how open you were. I appreciate Monsa's questions because they were awesome. Is there anything else, any questions you have for us or any uh, a- anything you'd like to share uh, with our community here? I think really just... I think people need to not be so scared to reach out. Definitely. I understand why people are scared to reach out because of the stigma. And I hope that I'm helping towards that and you guys are helping towards that as well. Um, and just to say, I've not come across anyone yet who's sober, who has regretted going sober. Yeah. That's a powerful statement right there. That is, and it's true. It's well, a definitely yeah. true. Well. <laughs> I, you, get, you get your life back. <laughs> wow. you definitely do we you know um we we do like to stress that too reaching out we've you know we've told people if they want us we will give them a phone call reach out we get back to everybody and people are surprised that when we do um so please you know we want to echo that reach out if you want to just to talk it doesn't have to be about recovery if you're going through a bad time but if you are serious you know you want to go sober you're just starting whatever it is and to celebrate you know that's something that we don't do for ourselves is celebrate the little things celebrate the moments and uh that's something that that we're trying to get better at sober in the morning (laughs) yeah yeah absolutely (laughs) (laughs) i still get a complete buzz out of being sober in the morning Mm. and not hung over it's my teeth in the morning now yeah <laughs> <Something so> simple <laughs> getting to wake up refreshed feeling feeling refreshed yeah <laughs> this was awesome yeah I, I really appreciate just being tired now and not being tired and feeling sick like <laughs> it's only one thing now it's not the three or four <laughs> on top of it <laughs> our one person in our community dan the man is saying uh thank you for sharing your story and keep up the positivity so uh, I think I think everybody appreciates it. And You're welcome. You being so vulnerable and open is really showing people like it's okay, it's okay to not be okay. Like, and then to turn it around and share your story is fantastic. And it really is. It's not just about the physical, you know. It's about the mental up here, and, um, you know, everything in between and the love you feel. So uh, we really appreciate that. Thank you for jumping on. We, this was fantastic. Uh, you've been an awesome guest, and we really appreciate how open you've been. Thanks for having me on. Wait, wait. You are, you're wonderful. Welcome, you're no welcome problem. back anytime. Anytime. So you have a good day. We, we appreciate you for staying. Oh, you'll, you'll have me all the time now. Hey. <laughs>
You're more than welcome. Lovely. We we would love to have a third host. Guys. (laughs) Bye. Hey. She's an awesome lady. Yes. I'm really I'm really glad she came on. So absolutely. I loved some of the nuggets that she was dropping for everybody here still tuning in and and about how it's it's exactly what we were talking about before she hopped on, where it's you gotta do it for yourself. No one can do it for you. You, no one can. You got to make the decision, and that's exactly what she touched on. Is no one can make it for you. So whatever that, whatever it is you're you're suffering in silence with, you have to make the decision. Make then that decision that we're talking about is, I no longer want to live like this. I no longer want to live like this. There is help out there that can help you to live a better life. So here at Untapped Gig and also Sober Lady who just hopped off, we challenge you to just say, F this. I'm I'm done. I'm tired. I'm going to make a change. And I'm going to trust the process. That's just what it is. Once you hop on that process, you have to then trust it. There will be times where you feel as if nothing is changing, as if nothing is getting better, but just trust the process period and it it helps everybody around you whether you know it or not it does and that's another uh huge thing that you know it can't be stated en- enough you know i one question that i did want to ask her that i forgot to till after she got off is whether she has a sweet tooth because I don't mind is here to stay. Even though I was like, oh, it'll only be a couple of years and then it'll go. No, no. And it's hard. It's it's harder to lose weight now. Before you'd cut out alcohol, cut out soda, and you drop like 20 pounds in a couple months. Now it's like, what do I cut out now? I have to cut out the food I like. I got to right. cut out the sweets. Oh. Such a good point, actually. I never even thought about that. <laughs> I, <laughs> I'm such a sugar crave. I you well, you've known me for yeah. almost twelve years now, or is it twelve years now? But yep. it's you 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 rarely ever saw me eat sweets. In That's the same same with me. I never had a candy bar. Like I'd have a candy bar maybe once every three four months. I never had like pie or cake. I'd have cookies, but that's about it. Like, right. and I wouldn't have it often now. Mm. I could barely go a day without having something sweet. I eat my kids' fruit snacks, like they're you know pills that help me with weight loss. Like, (laughs) I'm just sitting there in the corner, tearing it really carefully so they can't hear, popping those bad boys in my mouth and eating them. So essentially, what we're getting at here is we're talking about cross addiction. Sugar seems to be our addiction (laughs) right now, from alcohol to sugar yeah yeah when i'm really stressed out you know i used to i used to go to a captain and coke and now now it's mountain dew mountain dew and a little debbie like when i'm super stressed out it's mountain dew and a little debbie yeah be careful that mountain dew that thing mountain dew's not allowed in some countries but that's because it's too awesome they can't let the awesomeness (laughs) into their country can't they can't unlock that into right let people unlock that but that was awesome kudos to sober lady i'm really glad that she hopped in i'm really glad that she came by that was awesome that was exactly what i wanted so absolutely i think this is this i think we we, we shared enough and we, we you know we appreciate everybody uh getting through the 
connection issues, getting through maybe sometimes yeah. the the sound yeah, I, quality wasn't quite there, but um it was it was worth it. It was really worth it. And I'm glad that she was able to figure out Discord so quickly too, because I explained it, but sometimes you need to be walked through it and um, I hope she had a good time and I hope she's willing to come back because I would love to have her back in a couple months to see how she's doing. But uh Did she you know, say she's in Nottingham? Yes. So I'm gonna see how far is Nottingham England? Bro bro. Um, you you're like I'm a Harry Potter fan. I know all about England, and then you're like, oh, I was a Chelsea fan growing up. <laughs> right, just the stereotypical, just the, stereotypical the American, American. <laughs> just the stereotypical American. When you think of England, you think of Harry Potter. Right, and when you think of England, you think of Premier League. <laughs> so if I did offend anybody, if I, I hopefully I didn't offend. So no, great. no, she, she was a champ. She, she had fun right. with it. So I, I, yeah, we like tea too. <laughs> we like tea in the ocean. Right. 3, I'm 000, joking. I'm joking. Three thousand eight hundred and seventy miles. So when we speak about these connection issues, we we do apologize for that. But uh, hey, that's what we're working with. Thirty-eight hundred miles. Hey, let's have a turtley. <laughs> Awesome day, huh? Or spiderly. Awesome day. <laughs> uh, awesome. I, I hope I hope she respected how casual we keep it too. So, um, you know, we're not quite at that professional level yet. So it's good to be where we are. And Indeed. dude, UK with the questions that was awesome. Indeed, same for you. But that was good. I think I think that's a good point, good spot to end. We touched on some topics at the beginning. And then she came in at the right time, actually. And the kept perfect the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Touched on exactly what we were talking about. Like, yeah. And again, just, just we, we, we hope that you guys just bear through the, the maybe a little bit crackly sound quality there. But again, we're we're dealing with four thousand miles in distance. Um. So uh, we did the best that we could, but I think that she gave she delivered an awesome message, and I absolutely. Love Loved what she said at the end, which is, I've never met somebody who is sober, who regrets going sober. Or we can even rephrase that, which we don't even have to. I loved that message. But even for those who may not have suffered with a substance use disorder, someone who has recovered from any sort of affliction that they were dealing with, you've never met somebody who was recovered from it and, and regrets their recovery. So we just challenge you guys to make the decision to say, I'm, you know what, this is my life. I'm going to do it. I don't care what he thinks. I don't care what she thinks. I don't care what they think I'm doing it for myself because I'm who matters. And you're worth it. You're worth it. So let's give the shout-out to Abbott Costello, A-10, Bing Cortana, Commander Root, Dan the Man, Electrical Longboard, Knee Brace Radio, Nick, what's up? Lion at Heart, we appreciate you coming back, my man. Mordhau30 and Violets underscore TV, thank you for checking us out. Thanks for sitting in the chat. Thank you, everybody, for stopping by and, um, you know, we really hope you enjoyed the episode. It was fantastic of her to jump on. She said she's never really done this besides AA meetings. And uh, 
the virtual AA meetings honestly have been a godsend for a lot of people. So if you, even if you're not sober and you just want to talk to a group of people because you miss a connection, uh, like, like Nikki said, this is a non-judgmental community. We're all in the clearest of glass houses. We will not throw stones. <laughs> we we are not going to throw stones at all. Like everybody's welcome. We're here to grow. We're here to be positive. Uh, you know, and uh, we we just want we want everybody to be happy. We want, we want to help make this world a better place. And it, you know, it starts with us, and then we can take it out there. So yeah, uh, you know, find us at Untapped Keg everywhere all social medias uh monte is at monte ball 28 on twitter is that also your instagram my instagram is monte ball there you go i'm at it's trickster on twitter the itz the i and trickster is a one so you can catch us probably streaming some video games maybe a little bit later if i can talk my wife into it allowing me to gonna be and what are you gonna be streaming I'm not sure yet. Let me think. 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 I have not, even though I bought it. It's been like a week, and I have yet to play it. But uh, the 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 fear. What's that fear game, RJ? The uh, layers of fear. Layers of fear. There it is. May may stream that a bit. Uh, but I'm but I'm really really feeling some Madden today though. Sundays just because of football feeling. You know. You know. I think I'm going to be streaming a lot of Madden today, but. But lastly, guys, please make sure that we have a Discord community as well. So please, uh, if you do have Discord, you are more than welcome to hop into our actual community where you can just co- have conversations with people. Um, and Reach out, share, DMs. We love hearing from you. We will get back yeah. to you. If you, have a, if you want to celebrate, you know, send us how you want us to help you celebrate. We'll be there for you. Yeah. Um, absolutely. Yeah. So uh, we've pops. called... We've called uh, community members to celebrate with them, and, uh, you know, it's a lot of fun. It is a lot of fun. So let us know what we can do to help you feel better, and uh, that helps us feel better too. So you're also helping us. So it's not just us being selfless. It's us being selfish a little bit too. But Indeed. (laughs) Have a great day, everybody. Um, I think we might take this into a raid you, no, 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 no. You didn't say the saying. You didn't say the saying. Oh, I did not say the saying. I did not. So let's try to be better tomorrow than we were today, because at least if we don't make it, we try. Have a great week, everybody. We love you. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.